0: hello and welcome to word salad radio presents blockbuster autopsy i'm your host dr joseph ketchum
1: and this is professor tyler pastorius oh, i
0: like the professor title well thank Gives you us some variety <laughs> <laughs> well you're a doctor so i'm not literally a doctor <laughs> <laughs> i am a professor though there you go. So I could probably just go with that. It, it's
1: usually, and then it's profe- it's a it's like a a ten- it's a professor and then it's doctor in a university form, right?
0: Yeah, professor is like a full time mm-hmm. instructor, ma- ma- more maybe tenure track, maybe not, but yeah. Then a doctor actually
1: has a doctorate, actually has a PhD. So I think it's fitting that you would be the doctor in this instance, whereas I'm the professor. Yes, or I could be the TA, <laughs> TA Tyler Pistorius. <laughs>
0: uh, welcome, Tyler. How's it going?
1: Uh, you know, dude, I've been worse. How about you? I've been worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a nice day out. Um, it's uh, a
0: beautiful day out. I can't. I, I'm gonna take River to the park this afternoon and good, good so she can run around.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm probably gonna take a walk myself, and uh, and also think about uh, some good television shows I can watch. Yes,
0: so, I, I did... could I could recommend some.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, I would definitely wasn't the kind of person who canceled their HBO subscription because there's other shows on there that I want to watch, like Chernobyl. Uh, I hear good things about Chernobyl. Barry, I've also heard good things about. Barry's awesome. Yes. I
0: I binged both seasons of Barry when I had my free week
1: to watch the end of Game of Thrones. Okay, nice. Barry's great. Was that a good palate cleanser? It
0: was a very nice palate cleanser.
1: Yes. Well, uh, uh, you find people out there listening. Of course, today's episode is going to be dedicated to Game of Thrones.
0: Specifically season eight.
1: Yes. Yep. Specifically
0: oh. the last six episodes of Game of Thrones. This is our first public episode of Blockbuster Autopsy, so if you're not familiar with it, myself and a guest, it's traditionally been Johnny Blaze, but you know, since I moved away from Michigan, I can't record with Johnny until he gets the means to record something. But we uh we take a movie that has a huge budget and is a colossal failure. Yes. And we, we diagnose the problem, we rip it apart.
1: And in this instance, although this is a television show, the budget for it is colossal enough to yes. where it certainly fits the profile needed to for this episode. And not to mention, the reception of this last season has been not only critically, but also on an audience level, been universally panned.
0: Yeah, I do, I do hear people defending it.
1: It's there's the defense is out there, but it's not as vocal as, say, like the detractors. Like it's like I guess like another example I could use is um like The Last Jedi was a divisive movie. Yes. Very well received critically. Audiences very mixed on it. You have some people who are in the extreme love camp or on the raw seating hatred camp. And I'm one of those few people that happens to have a very measured opinion about the movie, and it's a very, very, very lonely place. Like I think there's (laughs) a lot of there's a lot of great themes in there. There's a lot of um fantastic concepts and i like certain character trajectories there are other things in it that don't quite work for me but it's not like one of those things where it's like well okay well i'm done with star wars right
0: and for me last jedi is my favorite
1: star wars movie and and then there's that
0: too like i i absolutely loved it i thought it was Mm -hmm. incredible and
1: you're not the only one game of thrones on the other hand especially these last especially starting with season eight episode three that's when like things really started to go south
0: yeah like because i mean we can we can start at the beginning a very good place to start as the song says (laughs) um we have winterfell yes is, is season eight episode one and i don't remember a single fucking thing that happens in winterfell (laughs) <laughs> um,
1: th- th- there's, there's a big parade of, uh, Daenerys and, uh, the Unsullied and the Nothraki that come coming
0: in. coming into, Winterfell they, come into they, Winterfell, they talk about Winterfell stuff, mm-hmm.
1: um, they, they talk about, uh, how Winter is here, or I guess Winter is still coming, although they said I that think Winter it's, is I think here. It's
0: here. I think it's, I think here, I think it's been here it's been since here. season seven, yeah, okay. Maybe the quote-unquote winter is coming this time is the the Army of the Dead. Yes. Like, they're the metaphorical winter that is still the, coming in the winter.
1: The dreaded Army of the Dead, yes. Yes,
0: the dreaded Army of the Dead that we've had built up for many years, like, practically the whole series.
1: Actually, I think that's how the show starts. It's like, it starts out in the woods, and uh, we actually You're see right, it White does. Walker, the White yeah. Walker.
0: The first scene is uh, just a couple of randos in the woods getting attacked by White, White Walker, Walker. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: then, and then it goes into the political drama, uh, which is uh what I've loved about the show to begin with. It's a political drama that also happens to have dragons and magic in it. But yeah. that's that's so like subdued compared to like all the character relationships, all the backstabbing, all the red tape and everything. But uh, yeah, and with this episode it's like, okay, yeah, they all come together. Some people they meet each other again after some time, like Arya and the Hound do. And then they, they patch things up pretty quickly. Like, they have, like, one scene where they talk about, oh, you left me to die. And she's like, I also stole from you. And he's like, okay, you're cool.
0: <laughs> it's, it's one thing I'll praise about this episode and more so the second episode is that you get a lot of characters coming together who have either neither, never met or have gone years without seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that, I think that was nice. Sure. But sure. this first episode, nothing happened. And I remember watching it and I was watching with some guys I work with because one of them has an HBO subscription. I was like, oh, I'll watch the first four episodes here. And then uh, when the fifth episode aired, I was driving back to Chicago and I'll get a week free of HBO and do the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was my plan. But I watched the first four episodes in Nevada with these guys I work with. And the first episode we got done with, I was like, they only got six episodes why are they taking their sweet ass time to do things? Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like see, like like you said, nothing of consequence particularly happens in this. And it's not really much in terms of setup because you've already had seven seasons of setup already. It's yeah. like, what more do you need? Uh other than maybe to establish that you're on Greyjoy is having sex with Cersei Lannister now? Yeah. I guess was that Which is
0: completely inconsequential.
1: Yes. Like.
0: As with many things in the season, it it goes nowhere, it leads to nothing, it ruins things that were consequential before. Yes. Well, I, well,
1: I like that uh, Cersei was first like, you know, you want a whore, buy one, you want a queen, earn her. Yeah. And then the next scene, they're already having sex. Yeah. <laughs> Super earned. The Literally the next scene, they have sex. I
0: mean, I think it's because she's pregnant and she, Jamie has abandoned her, mm. and so she needs a, uh, a, a story, a reasonable, like father for her child
1: i suppose
0: yeah but it's all weird it's so, yeah. super
1: weird i mean what else is she gonna do just uh, look out the window the mm-hmm. whole time yeah which is pretty much what her character does in this uh but that's pretty much it for the first episode like yeah inoffensive yet also in effect ineffectual
0: <laughs> the second episode i thought would would have been a much better start to the series yes like yes. everyone's there they're interacting mm-hmm. and it's just this really nice building of tension to the army of the dead attacking winterfell right so you could have done the first two episodes in one episode, no problem. Although I did like the end of the first episode where Jamie shows up and mm-hmm. brand has been sitting there the whole time waiting oh, for him. Yeah. Okay, that is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. And someone on YouTube like set it to this like gangster rap song. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part's not bad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The second episode, that's where um, Brianna Tarth becomes a sir. Yep. Sir Bran. Yeah. And that's. And I think that's like one of the better scenes in that entire season. I
0: like that whole scene of them, like that whole group interacting and drinking, mm-hmm. and you know, yes, and then the whole knighthood of Brienne, like it's a really beautiful sequence. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it is. Be- yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, and also I think it serves as probably the best uh, love scene of both her and Jamie.
0: Yeah, um, much better than when they actually oh, have the, sex.
1: The the Bramy uh fan service. Oh yeah. man,
0: that was not comfortable for
1: me <laughs> yeah it just it just it didn't really connect i always thought that the love scene was her being knighted that that to me yeah. was the love like scene. that
0: is the most intimate act that could ever could have ever happened between them mm-hmm. and then they have sex and like who cares like <laughs> mm-hmm. and then i think they completely ruined her character by like having her break down whiny cry after oh my he leaves God, yes Ugh. not to mention shitting all over his character growth by having right. a, by having him run back to cersei with his tail between his legs
1: yeah 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 the uh, the seven seasons of uh this deeply flawed characters uh, redemption arc and then it's all at the end of the day completely thrown out the window like yeah. Really, he could have just died uh, in the third episode, The Long Night, and I think you wouldn't have lost anything.
0: If he if he had shown back up at King's Landing Mm -hmm. and killed Cersei and ripped off his face, and he was uh, Arya, Arya, I would have been pretty happy with that.
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: But the whole Arya learning to be a faceless warrior didn't amount to. Doesn't go anywhere. Like, yeah, she's a badass. She kills the Night King unceremoniously, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't really use the full breadth of her
1: skills no like when was the last time that she used it was it on um house fray when she killed walder the
0: very first scene of season seven mm-hmm. that's the only i think the only time she took a face and assumed an identity and you know assassined somebody
1: yeah after she leaves bravos so i think that's the only time she did it and yeah. there are plenty of times where she could have used it here in this season but uh no she she does have uh the magical power of uh jumping from incredible heights <laughs> <laughs> and also um, surviving uh, death-defying explosions multiple times and debris falling. Yeah. There. Oh, okay. I guess. Um,
0: you mentioned that uh, Jamie should have died in the Long Night when Winterfell's under attack. I think anyone of consequence should have died during the Long Night. Right. Ex- no one I cared about died. It did not matter. <laughs>
1: no. Well, I mean, the the only two characters who I feel like they and those should have been like the bare minimum in terms of like key characters deaths were theon Greyjoy and Ajora jorah mormont and like the fact that it was though only those two truly major characters that ended up dying in that entire scene in that entire fight was like well okay well this this fight didn't really have all that much tension also didn't really have much that i could look at without turning the brightness <laughs> up on my monitor
0: yeah did you see where they blamed us for that It was like yes it was did. like oh you just don't have the settings right on your tv it's like it's been fine For seven and a half seasons, and now this one episode, my TV's broke? (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: um, When I was watching it with uh, Madison to get her caught up on it, this is the only time I've ever had to adjust the brightness settings on my television. And then when we got to watching episode four, I took them back to the initial settings that I had them at.
0: There is some really gorgeous shots in it. Yeah. Like when the dragons go up above the clouds and it's just moonlight and it's mm-hmm. like, there's some really pretty stuff. But when it's just snowing and dark and the occasional torch and it's like, I don't know who anybody is, what's Can't going on. not what's happening. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and, this is, and, it, and it ruins other beautiful shots. Like I love um, the shot of uh, John and Danny overlooking the Dothraki torches going after yeah. the Night King army and then like each one going out one by one. That's really cool. But uh, other than that, though, yeah, like you have that strange sequence with Arya playing Jurassic Park uh, inside the uh, library, where they're oh, yeah. recreating, like, the kitchen scene. and some... I
0: saw something else recently that, like, clearly... Oh, I saw um, McGee's Netflix movie, uh, Rim of the World. I okay. Think it's called, <laughs> which is, like, a rip-off of all the shittiest parts of all the most average Shake- uh, Spielberg movies. Okay. <laughs> and, and one of them's, like, a shot-for-shot remake of the... Of the, the kitchen Of scene? the Jurassic Park kitchen oh, scene. Oh, my goodness. It's so... Spielberg, wow! <laughs> it's so derivative. That's a shit movie.
1: Duly noted, <laughs> duly noted. Um, but yeah, in this scene, and uh, one thing I'm noticed uh, during the scene where she's uh, avoiding the White Walkers in the library is that there's no audio. Like the the fight that's going on outside, like that sound is just not even present there. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, which is so strange. It's like you would have like the, there's an ongoing battle to the death with like thousands and thousands of thousands involved. That would make a little noise when yeah. you're in the library. I would think
0: so. Yeah, you got dragon out there
1: lighting yeah, suckers up. Yeah, you got like three dragons out there. Yeah, one that's undead and two that are alive and well for now.
0: I thought the I thought the undead dragon would be a bigger threat. Uh, he didn't do anything. Couldn't he just like destroy Winterfell if he wanted to? Uh, that would be more... like we've seen what a dragon can do we've in episode him five. Yeah, yeah. we seem we saw the wall. we saw him destroy the wall like. Mm-hmm. But he's just like hanging back, chilling.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just the horse, basically. Yeah. And then at one point, he uh, he, the, he the only thing he does of consequence is slightly intimidate John. But <laughs> he does. And that's it. Because so I thought that John was going to kill the dragon. Th- that's what I thought they were building it up towards. Um, and the th- and it's so strange that the idea is that they're going to use Bran uh, as bait, and they stick him next to oh, I forget the name of the tree, uh, the, the Winterfell tree. Uh, but they send him there. Call it Indrisil. Indrisil. <laughs> <laughs> They sit him there with Theon and some dudes, and that's all that's there to protect him. When yeah. when the Night King could have flown in with the dragon and just snap up Bran and his jaws, go chopping, and then uh, go flying off and uh, go take a vacation somewhere.
0: Yeah, the Night King is not the uh, the the tactician that I was hoping for.
1: After, let's see, the what was it, season five? The Was it the Battle of Hardhorn? Where that you kind of do see him as a bit of a tactician of sorts. Yeah. Uh, and even if, like most of his tactician is revolving around necromancy, which is, oh, all these dead people, now they're mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so of all the, all the characters that get ruined, the Night King is one of them too. <laughs> mm. Although a real, yes. a real highlight of this episode and this season is when Daenerys tries to torch him, mm-hmm. and he just laughs it off it's like oh, shit, he's a Targaryen. What is that going to mean? How is this going to impact everything? And then he's dead like four minutes later. It's like, oh, it means nothing and it goes nowhere.
1: Well, that's the thing is like you have this character who's been built up for so many years. You know, like we were talking to The Last Jedi earlier. People complained about the whole Snoke character arc, which I was personally fine with the fact that he died like less before we even got to the third act of the movie. Yeah. I was totally fine with that. Me too. This is, if, if you had problems with that, this is so much worse because you have this presence who's been built up for so many seasons, and not only does he die before the end of the well before the end of the show, it's, everything that's been built up about him completely means nothing at the end of the day. Like Jon Snow's not the one to kill him, or Daenerys Targaryen and uh, Drogon or one of her dragons is not the one to kill him. Uh, and for some reason, it's Arya Stark.
0: I have a theory about this whole last season, maybe season seven as well mm-hmm. I feel like the creator the writers, the showrunners I don't remember their names because they're not important to me
1: uh, David Biddyoff <laughs> and DB vice
0: um, I feel like they are constantly obsessively reading fan theories online mm-hmm. and when they read something like well we can't do that
1: right exactly and the thing is uh, George R. R. Martin I think I forget where this was at, but he said something about you know if you have it set up in your book that the butler did it like in, in terms of like a murder mystery yeah and then somebody on reddit figures that out and then you and then you decide oh well instead of having it be the butler it's going to be somebody else you screw up the entire book so it's like it's right
0: you can't just a twist isn't good because you don't see it coming mm-hmm. it has to make sense with everything we built up to and all the twists here felt completely out of left field
1: yes whereas before the twists that occurred one, uh, changed the way that I look at uh, fantasy and fiction. But two, when I look back on those, I should have seen those coming because of the actions that the characters make. Exactly. Like, like the classic example, the execution of Ned Stark. Shocking at the time that I first saw it, watching it again. Of course this is what was going to happen mm-hmm. to him. And it's like, and it's something that I should have seen coming, but I didn't want to see it happen. It's because
0: we, at the time, didn't realize how unsafe he was the whole time in King's Landing. And mm-hmm. once Robert's gone... Yeah, he's fucked like that. He's mm-hmm. dead, and he doesn't know it for like four episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it serves as a proxy for the audience, be like, remember, people, no one in this show is safe, and yeah. anything can happen. And so, and that's what made Game of Thrones so special to begin with. Mm-hmm. And this season was oddly predictable in in some ways, and then other ways. Like whenever it throws it throws a curveball at you, you're like, what? I know. You're not like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, like
0: I said, the only twist I thought was interesting was the. The Night King being impervious to fire. I was like, yeah, that was That's great. really cool. Yeah. What is that going to mean? Yeah, that means nothing. It goes nowhere.
1: Then four minutes later, he gets shanked by Arya Stark. Yep, because he didn't anticipate that she would drop his drop her knife and then catch it with her other hand. <laughs> he didn't see that coming. I mean, you rarely do. I mean, he. I mean, the thing is, like, he's he's lot psycho- like. Uh, he telepathically connects with Bran. So, like, you've got to wonder, like, what type of powers he has there. Like, if, is he is he connected to the Three-Eyed Raven whatsoever? Yeah. So he didn't see that coming, I guess? Okay.
0: Well, the Three-Eyed Raven powers get a little muddy. Yeah. The rules surrounding it are like, yeah. Yeah, I see things, but I don't really understand them, and it's a chaos, and I don't see everything. Well, that's, he sees like, things. That's convenient, Brandon.
1: And, and, and he could turn into other animals, but the most he does is like he turns into crows that fly around to see where the Night King is at. And yeah, then,
0: he's and just like observing. Like, do something useful.
1: would <laughs> not he have, I don't know, uh, ward one of the dragons? Yes, yeah, be a dragon. Yeah. Be the undead dragon. Be the undead dragon. Yeah. Uh, Viserion, I think, was the dragon's name.
0: I think you're right. I can't remember. The, Just, I can't ever remember the dragon's names.
1: He could, yeah, like in uh, season four, we see him um, like, temporarily possess. Drogon's so the one that survived. Till Drogon's the, the one that survived. I know
0: that one. And then Viserion's named after her brother, right?
1: I think it's closely named after her brother. I know her actual brother's name was Viserys and then there's okay. Viserys and then there's Viserion the dragon. And, and then the v- v- other one's
0: named after her father, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah,
1: Rhaegar is the father Raygon. and uh Rhaegol, Rhaegon the dragon. Rhaegal the, yeah, the, the dragon, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the names are a little confusing in this uh in this series, but um the thing is with uh, with what Bran could do like we've even seen him in season 4 he temporarily wargs into Hodor whenever he kills uh, Noah Taylor's character by breaking his neck and then lets him go. Yeah. Like all of this potential he has we have with his character. All this potential, and he basically just sits there. Uh, he sits and he and he has like no like emotional connection with anybody. Uh, he's just like I I know these things. You're a good man, and then it the way that it all pays off, we'll get into in a bit. Uh.
0: <laughs> I feel like the previous three eyed raven had some emotion to him. I feel like he yeah, had he some did. character to mm-hmm. him. And yeah. Brand becomes a three eyed raven, and he's just like a blank slate. Yes, staring through you with his dead eyes.
1: I mean, if he if he kept the same demeanor. If if the, if the actor was instructed to keep the same demeanor that he did before he became the three eyed raven, I think it would have worked out fine. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I the uh because I forget the actor's name who plays Brand off top my know oh, His first name is Isaac, but yeah, I think I don't he's know. I think he's I think he's absolutely I think he's totally fine uh, as Brand Stark before he becomes a three eyed raven. And Then like I think because like of how he was directed, like he was basically done to basically be like a total blank slate and therefore become like the most boring character in the whole show. <laughs> I'm sorry uh he had a he had a really good story it was it was a story that was so good that uh they didn't even tell it for an entire season in season five
0: I know he just he just disappeared for a whole season like oh I guess brand's done yeah and then he came back I was like, oh I guess brand's not done yeah oh he's back <laughs> he's back interesting
1: so yeah uh episode three the long night was uh dark uh it was dark and snowy dark and snowy um certain characters of that are of ill co- ill to no consequence are killed off and then the two that had any sort of Uh, death or dimensions to them. The fact that they're the only two to end up dying. And uh, the thing is, Joram Maman's death, that was so telegraphed for a long time now. Oh yeah,
0: I I didn't think he would make it out.
1: No. I mean, And of course we knew he had to die protecting uh, the woman that he loves, and of course she couldn't love him back. And Theon Greyjoy, that was his redemption arc uh, because he's made a lot of Terrible choices during the first two seasons, and then goes through the worst torture. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, whenever he comes back after being Reek for a bit, that's whenever he really begins his redemption arc, and that's fine. There, I I would have been fine with him killing the Night King. I would have been totally fine with that. Anybody but Arya. Arya should have been, like you said, Arya should have been the one to kill Cersei.
0: I would. Uh, I, I. I. did care about. Is it Leanna?
1: Uh, Leanna Mormont. Yeah. Oh yeah, the little girl. I did mm-hmm. care
0: about her and her death. Like yes. she was a total badass. She kills a giant. It crushes mm-hmm. her.
1: And yeah. Yeah, kills her while she's being crushed to death. Yeah, That's...
0: he he crushes her. It's like, uh, and she has that last little bit of strength to shove a sword
1: through his eye. It's like true Mormont right there. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah, 'cause>, tits. hits. <laughs> yeah, you got her. that Mormont. You had... Jorah Mormont, you have a Jorah Mormont, who used to be the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and he was awesome. And then he got killed by the uh, the, the mutineers. Uh, okay. And uh, I think the lead mutineer was played by, uh, I think his name is Burn Gorman, who was in Doctor Who, uh, and was also um, in Pacific Rim, and uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I'll have to pull up a picture of him. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not picturing him. A, a lot of,
0: A lot of crossover between Game of Thrones and Doctor Who.
1: There is a lot in this, so... That's the thing though is like I don't know Brianna Tarth could have died in this uh, episode. She was
0: one I was picking to die I like thought she especially was after she was knighted. I was like, "Oh, she's that's like that's the end of her story. That's the end of her arc. She mm-hmm. can die. She can rest now." Yes, yes. Nope.
1: <laughs> no, or or I don't know, Jamie Lannister, although that would have been a little bit too soon for him, I could see that happening with him. Um,
0: I half expected, while Winterfell was being hit, mm-hmm. that the Night King would take his dragon to, straight on to King's Landing, and, yeah. and lay waste to that and kill Cersei and raise up more of an army. That'd be like, great. I was like, why didn't you do that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, ha- like have his army go and take care of Winterfell while he's already flying yeah. out to the King's Landing? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, be a lot better than what we got. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a bit. I don't really have much else to say about the Lone night. Um, yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's nothing.
1: Yeah, because I, I mean, like
0: afterwards, I, I I was thinking about. It, I was like, I think I was really bored by that. I don't think I don't think I enjoyed that. <laughs> I was like, I really wanted to. I yeah. really wanted to enjoy. Aria-Aria it.
1: Arya killing the Night King at first made me laugh, and then after the whole uh, uh, all the White Walkers uh, and the whites explode, it's like, well, that was it. Okay, well, what else is there to tell? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess I guess we go solve the whole throne of games. And go oh,
1: that part, yes. March
0: on to uh, King's Landing. March, yes, for uh, what must be a, a really boring finish
1: to this series. <laughs> yeah, either really boring or really problematic, uh, or or both.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking
1: of problematic episode four, the last of the Stars. another
0: like boring filler episode
1: for the most part. Yeah, you got six episodes. Do something with them. <laughs> I mean, it says a lot when the most that anybody had to talk about that episode was a, was a Starbucks coffee cup. Yeah, that was left on the table there. That's right. Which I, I
0: didn't notice, and you know, but I saw all the pictures the next day. I was like, oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I noticed it uh, while watching it because like there wasn't much that was happening during that time yeah. scene. Like uh,
0: you, you and Jeff are much better at like paying attention to the background of things. Uh, yeah i don't know jeff's jeff will randomly point out like you see that poster in the back like that's weird like no i didn't notice that at all what are you watching that for <laughs>
1: whenever i watch stuff with with jeff i'm always looking for boom mics i'm looking for like a, uh camera crew reflections camera shadows. so yeah that starbucks coffee cup i was looking like, like that Pause. wait go back is that a coffee cup next to daenerys holy holy crap because that's the least of that episode's problems i mean and honestly like mistakes happen of course and... uh, apparently
0: it wasn't starbucks though but like star- uh, okay. starbucks just got all this free publicity off of it but, like we don't have a starbucks there
1: <laughs> like um they're about to open one up now what's her name
0: who plays Daenerys? like we don't have starbucks on set oh, amelia clark <laughs> yeah It's <Amelia laughs> like that's just craft services coffee
1: it <laughs> yeah, sounds about right yeah well hey uh they're about to open up a starbucks there now yeah might as well star starbucks westeros uh, so yeah they all they all celebrate and everything um Oh, uh, oh th- no, this isn't the episode where uh, Arya has sex with Gendry. that Gendry. That's episode two. two. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was a great uh, arc for her.
0: Yeah. I love. I mean, I guess I just like how the scene was put together and mm-hmm. I like her motivation in it. And I guess a bunch of the fans really wanted them to hook up. I was like, okay, I've never, I never yeah. got that impression off of them. But sure, why mm-hmm. not? She wanted to experience it before she probably dies. Yeah. Anyway. And apparently they basically let Maisie Williams
1: direct that it's
0: like what do you want to do what do you want to show mm-hmm. how do you want it to go
1: yeah what are you at, comfortable with yeah and everything like that which it was
0: basically all up to her it was all in her hands mm-hmm. and i thought it was really well done
1: oh it's very tastefully done mm-hmm. um i will say like at first like watching it, it's like you yeah, have like whenever i look at uh uh the actress Amazing williams i forget that she's in her early 20s like i yeah. still like because she still looks like that she could pass for someone who is a teenager mm-hmm. and so watch it it's like oh oh I, I guess she's in her early 20s now <laughs> 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 Well, watching that, it's like you can't film that <laughs> But nope. no, it's like, oh no, she and Gendry hooking up and uh of course Gendry, he's notorious for having a an a large ego, basically. I know that's his character. That's all I remember from well, him. Pe- well
0: people keep telling him how great his blacksmithing is, and like well, mm-hmm. I try. I try.
1: Oh yeah. The Gen man tries. Mm-hmm. see so your sword is as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wish that uh Podrick is that Podrick, right? yeah. Podrick's magic cock came back up at some point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those two, yeah. yeah so- I it
0: feels like something they would have felt compelled to talk about in that round table around the the fire it was like podrick get tell us about the brothel like i'm just driving me crazy for years
1: they they (laughs) take the piss out of torment or something like that yeah Yeah, like just just these these group of guys bonding like you have this macho torment and like the hound or something like that and then you have gendry and podrick who apparently have the largest cocks in westeros
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that's that was a really funny scene when, yeah. when Padre goes to the brothel. <laughs> right, right.
1: Oh, uh, oh, I know we're jumping into episode four. I forgot to mention uh, one other major character death in uh, The Long Night was uh, Melisandra, the red woman. Oh, yeah. Why does she have to take her necklace off? I mean, because it's the, it's what keeps her alive. I mean, but uh, they could have kept her alive for, like, does she have a reason to die at that point? I
0: think she just believes that that was her purpose. And once her purpose oh. is done, she gets to go and be with her god of light. Oh, okay. Which works for me. It's fine. It's yeah, a little it's dull. It, it was dull. Like she's just there to tell, she's she's there to tell Arya that she should go kill the Night King.
1: Yeah, it's like
0: Arya can't figure that out.
1: I mean, it's like, why are we all here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh, also uh, quotes some um, Serio Pharrell from episode from uh, season one. What do we say? The God of Death. That callback. Yeah, uh, cute. Yeah, lots of callbacks, which I'm sure they pat themselves in the back and
0: like, oh, we did so good fan service.
1: Yeah, I feel like the season was made for uh, the Burlington Bar. Have you seen those Burlington Bar reaction videos? No. They're huge on YouTube. Uh, Actually, the Burlington Bar, which is based here in Chicago, I forget, I think the YouTube channel is called Sean Tank or something like that. But um, the the one that really took off was the Burlington Bar reaction to the outcome of the fight between Oprah and Martel and the mountain uh, because everybody just completely lost their shit whenever the fight played out the way that it does. Uh, Which, of course, it's another Mm. one of those subverting of expectations that works because it's in keeping with both of those characters right oberon as much as you love the character he's also very narcissistic he's uh he's arrogant very arrogant very overconfident and what people forget about the mountain is that the mountain is just basically like a human tank he's Mm -hmm. relentless he also happens to have the mind of a child a very petulant child Uh, And that's what you get. Uh, But they've been doing these reaction videos, uh, which I'm I'm sure that bar is going to be set for like the next 25, 30 years now because of all the residuals from not just people going to the bar, uh, but also from the money they're making from the YouTube videos. I went there once just to see what it was like. Uh, I went, it was for season six, episode 10. uh, uh, I I think it was called The Winds of Winter. That's when Cersei blows up Decepta Baelor.
0: That is my favorite episode of Game
1: of Thrones. That is a really great episode. It
0: was fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and I wish I didn't have time to rewatch it before we recorded today, just to like remember the good times with oh. Game of Thrones. Oh, but man. that when when season six built up to that episode and that episode unfolded I was like, holy shit, this is good TV.
1: Yeah. It also reminds me of just how much I love to hate Cersei Lannister. because she's so diabolical, but she's so good at what she does. I was always a
0: casual fan of Game Mm -hmm. of Thrones. Like,
1: it's fine. Mm
0: -hmm. I I like it enough to keep going, but when season six ended, I was like, this is a great show. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, this, there was a time where this was a great show. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember watching that episode at the Burlington bar and I quickly realized that this was not really my type of environment to watch a show like Game of Thrones, but I was like, okay, I'll go here just because it's, a, it's now become kind of a staple here, in Chicago. I'll go just to say that I've done it. And, I'm blurry in the back, like, standing next to the window. I'm basically just kind of standing there like this, like, watching the episode and also watching everybody there, because I'm just so fascinated by this. It was, like, going to... It was like uh, it was like watching a sports event, which is not what Game of Thrones is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it depends on the episode. Sometimes it's like a sports event.
1: Mm, which is why I feel like this season here, I think, was really made for the, the Burlington Bar and not for people who loved the book series A Song of Ice and Fire and people who loved what Game of Thrones used to be in the first place. I should also
0: say I don't love the book series. I read the first two books and I can't do anymore. <laughs> gotcha,
1: gotcha. Uh, I've I've yet to read the books.
0: Um, I now, just I just don't think Martin's a very good writer. Gotcha. Like, at a very basic tec- technical level, like mm-hmm. he writes good characters, the story is interesting, but just like his execution of it at a writing
1: level is not very good. Mm-hmm. I know he spent a lot of time in Hollywood as a screenwriter before he wrote those books.
0: Yeah, he worked on some other show, like that's Beauty like, and the Beast. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah,
1: with Ron Perlman and yeah, uh, Linda Hamilton. Yep,
0: yep. He did that Beauty and the Beast for a while
1: <laughs> that's, that's weird <laughs> so random yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i mean I, i'll i'll uh, i'll give the books a shot see what i think but um now that we're on to episode four uh the last of the starks which um was when i really like the th- third episode i thought was laughable kind of boring some cool moments here and there yeah this episode the way that it ends is when i really stopped caring and it's uh it's because of the scene this episode this is where jamie decides Fuck my character arc, my redemption arc. I'm gonna go back to this toxic woman who I last, I last scene I had. I walked out on her, and after she threatened to kill me, mm-hmm. uh, yes, left her and our unborn child, and her unborn child to go
0: defend the north as I promised. Yes,
1: yes. Which, of course, season one, Jamie Lannister would have never done that, but. Because we've had all those seasons, we've had all this time. He now makes that choice, mm-hmm. but no, we're gonna we're gonna completely undo all that and we're gonna go back to where we were in the very first episode of season one. Uh, and then there's um a John and John who continue. He has like one line of dialogue the whole show, which is "You are my queen." Uh, he continues to say that to her, although like the fact that he's a Targaryen and that's that's being confirmed with him by Sam in the crypt uh that's now a problem which the thing is those two if they love each other he and danny they could just rule together couldn't they
0: yeah but it's a the incest is a a hurdle for him
1: well i mean the show is full of incest though
0: but it's a it's a hurdle for him personally like it's not something you do in the north
1: i guess i guess it's it's
0: not a big deal for targaryens which is why she's still like yeah i'm on board with this Mm -hmm. i'm still fine with you
1: being my nephew yeah let's do it yeah which i mean yeah weird sure i can't say I've but ever- it's not
0: unheard of in the show
1: no not uh, not in the show but
0: it, you know just culturally the way john is raised he wouldn't mm-hmm. be on board with that
1: yeah but the thing is is like that right there is not necessarily enough for where danny's character arc ends up going
0: yeah uh, i mean none of uh, i've heard people try to justify her turn in episode five and i can't do it there's nothing that justifies it no well to me
1: for one, in this episode, they have that council meeting talking about uh, whenever they're about to go to King's Landing, they have to look out for uh, Euron Greyjoy's fleet and the Golden Company. And then at the end of the episode, she goes flying in with uh, Drogon and Rhaegal. Rhaegal gets hit with three perfect shots yeah. by their scorpions, uh, by by Euron Greyjoy and the scorpion. And then he goes into the sea. And I watched the... Uh, the the behind, like the the behind the scenes or where David Benioff and DB Weiss uh, verbally masturbate over themselves, uh, and then there's that famous clip of uh, David Benioff going, excuse me, David Benioff going, sorry, I said his name and I immediately had a gag reflex, um, where he says, uh, "Well, Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet and Euron's forces. They certainly didn't forget about him." That episode at the beginning, they have a discussion about this. They have a discussion about Euron's fleet, and then she goes in and then suddenly forgets about it? Plus, even if she did, like, forget about it, she's up in the air. She can see them
0: if they can see yes, her. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Also, they've had discussions about Euron's fleet
0: multiple times. It's like, you're just, it's its one of the many things they destroy about Danny's character this season is just to make her a fucking idiot.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> like a, like a, Like an emotionally unstable moron. When this is a character who we've seen go from hardship to hardship legitimately earn her status as a queen and also the title of er, the breaker of yeah, chains. Earn an
0: army, free slaves, free mm-hmm. uh enslaved people, disenfranchised people, inspire the the
1: world outside of Westeros, and then they just shit all over all of it. Yeah. Not to mention one other very important thing, which also is a big problem with this uh with the fifth episode, is accountability. I think it's the end of season four when Somebody comes with the charred remains of their child, which looks like was killed by one of her dragons. Yeah. She takes her dragons and chains them up to yeah. discipline them. Like, talk about accountability. This mm. is this is well after she's already ac- acquired so much power, and she still, like, has the graciousness to hold herself accountable for that, which makes the next episode make no sense. And uh, what was when the last of the Starks? Oh God! Um, well,
0: the the only thing I really remember is the very end where uh, what's her name? Oh, dies. Masande.
1: That was the that was the thing that really pissed me off was the death of Masande. And there's there's a lot of problematic things with it because there's one you have the one uh, major black woman in the whole show who is introduced in chains and ends up dying. And dies in chains. In chains. Yeah. And I'm thing- sure
0: they thought that was so clever.
1: But, it, oh, God, it's so bad, though. Like, it's like, did you really not stop and think about this? Also, remember how Masanda used to have a character, and now she's a plot device? And then she
0: got laid, and, you know... She got laid, she's, and... She's no... She's just a, a object. She's a
1: she's an object for Grey Worm, and a plot device for Daenerys Targaryen's character. That's yeah. it. When she used to... Like, she used to be, like, basically to Daenerys what... Um, oh, Davos used to be to um, sanis Baratheon. Yeah. You know, basically be, like, kind of, like, help, like keep her moral center and everything and Jorah Mormont was there for that too and the thing is like even without those two around Daenerys didn't always make the worst decisions on her own
0: no she she did very well for herself Mm -hmm. before she freed whatever city that was that they were slaves in Mm -hmm. it's like she uh she she carved out a place for herself amongst the Dothraki and earned herself Mm -hmm. earned earned the respect of them
1: and As no for one was people, around to help her with that. No, she was completely well, left her own devices. Well, she
0: had the knight. Like the guy, the okay, knight's yeah. always been there with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, which his death should have been a bigger deal.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, oh, uh, Jorah yeah. Mormont, Yeah. Also, uh, the oh, I forget this. I forget the guy's name, but uh, he was introduced in season three, and he's kind of a lover of Daenerys's. Whatever. Oh, pa- yeah whatever happened to that guy
0: he uh da- daenerys breaks it off with him when she sets out for westeros because she believes she's going to have to marry someone to mm-hmm. gain like she can't just go in and demand people's respect if she marries an established ruler established Prince, King, whatever—that mm-hmm. will help ease her transition into power.
1: So she she says to him that she can't go in and demand respect, and in this season she goes in to demand respect. Yeah, yeah, we kind of forgot about that part. I <laughs> kind of
0: forgot about that whole aspect of Daenerys's character,
1: yeah, like that, like that weird conversation that uh she. Oh, this is an episode one that she has with Sansa Stark, where like they're basically like kind of admitting to each other that they really hate each other. Yeah, they're trying to be polite with each other, but they're also making veiled threats towards each other. That that crap. <laughs> it's like okay, we're repeating the thing that I didn't like about season 7, which was the Sansa Arya needless tension that didn't that end up being like a game against Littlefinger. Yeah. Littlefinger who I feel like should have stuck around a little bit longer because he started the war of the five kings, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly more compelling than the night king. But uh yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the last of the starks other than I hated what what they did with brianna Tarth. Um Jon Snow is, still knows nothing, because Daenerys is still his queen. Daenerys is becoming more emotionally unstable for l- really no reason whatsoever. Uh, and then, yeah, the awful death of Missandei, and that needless death of Rhaegal. And then we uh, kick into episode 5.
0: Episode 5, which I saw... A f-
1: it's The, the only. Ep- it's the only
0: episode I saw a few days after it came out. Mm-hmm. So I, I avoided spoilers, but I did hear some of the... Vocal negative reactions to it.
1: You probably saw a couple of posts that I wrote, very somewhat vague. I didn't necessarily say it right. was directly towards Game of Thrones, but they happened to be posted. I did
0: pick up on it was. This is clearly a Game of Thrones thing. Yes, because like because you you had these, these like sarcastic posts like, but it subverted expectations. Yay! Yeah, oh yeah, I,
1: yeah. Because I wrote uh, subverting expectations for the sake of shock and awe does not equal good screenwriting. Right, right. And then I followed it up with, especially when you take seven to eight seasons of character development and throw it out the window. And what I posted before that was a little uh, little bite from uh, Red Letter Media where uh, Rich Evans turns to Mike Staglassa and he asks him, how does it feel to have lived long enough to see all your favorite franchises go down in flames? <laughs> and then Mike goes, feels great. <laughs> 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 that was the first thing I posted and uh, fitting about going down in flames cuz now we're talking about the bells where everything goes down in flames. Yeah,
0: and like the first half of the episode or first yeah, like the first half of the episode I had no problem like what's people's issue with this? This is pretty cool. It's like this is going really well. And then <laughs> the bells ring. <laughs> and then the bells ring and all hell breaks loose and I, I spent the entire rest of the episode just looking at my hand my head in my hands going fuck no, fuck you no <laughs> right
1: I, like i was watching this with a, a friend and neighbor of mine and then once that all happened i'm like why why yeah. is this happening why
0: exactly
1: yeah it's like
0: Tyrion goes to both sides he says if you surrender ring the bells we'll stop he goes to daenerys and yes. says if they ring the bells that means they surrender you have to stop and he goes to uh Grey va- worm. gray it worm says yeah. if they ring the bells you fucking stop
1: yeah but then instead uh, so oh my god um I w- ended up watching this episode two times because I, I, again, was getting Madison ca- caught up with it and everything. And so, watching it a second time, I realized how dumb Bar- Baris is in this episode. Because once he kind of suspects that Daenerys is going to be going after his ass, like he's, he's, he's a sp- he's, he's one of the whisperers. Like he's, he's the main whisperer. He should have gotten the fuck out of there. Yeah. He, he should have
0: he- left or gotten the word out. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, and- like we see him writing notes. Yeah, it's like, did he doing? not send one out? Like, isn't oh, no, that the right? point?
1: Yeah, we we ended up seeing him burn one. So it's like, oh, guess, did he not send the letters out? And also like, what's he doing there? <laughs> like, I know, I guess he's trying to assassinate the queen or something. But like, yeah. he really should have saved his own ass there. And instead, he gets, he ends up getting roasted. Um, like, as
0: soon as he lost faith in Daenerys, he should have left.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: He's like, this, this is not the queen I signed up for.
1: No, no. Um, is it and john's still all like you're my queen Um,
0: i was still like hoping she would make the right call i was still team daenerys until the second half of the bells yes and once she once she goes full mad queen and fucking lays waste to the city Mm -hmm. i was out i was like
1: oh this is yeah this was awful well the thing is like here's what the build-up is people they do everything that they're describing. Okay. They they go for the city. It's completely one-sided. Yeah, they
0: they wipe the floor yeah. with this like uh, army of mercenaries. They don't stand any chance. They breach the walls. They mm-hmm. they slaughter the soldiers. Um, destroy
1: all the scorpions that i don't know how they got all those scorpions because i remember like one episode they said that they only had enough materials to get to and then they just have a whole shitload yeah they of them. have a
0: ton of scorpions that they
1: only keep on the wall on the like the front wall they don't put any inside of king's landing to like hide them anywhere
0: that's like lannister arrogance i think i suppose i was yeah. like they'll never breach the wall cersei
1: was not much of a stri- uh Cer- cersei's no tywin lannister yeah <laughs> yeah tywin exactly. would have tywin would have done
0: tywin would have had it all worked out
1: oh yeah yeah, but yeah, the other thing is, like, she goes in, oddly enough, in the same strategy that was at the end of the fourth episode, but this time it completely works. And I, <laughs> uh, where she just completely destroys uh, Greyjoy's army, the Golden Company, which has been built up all this time. They're dead in 10 seconds, <laughs> basically. And then all the Dothraki that got killed in episode three, they all come back. Every, all the Dothraki come yeah, back. Yeah, or yep. there's
0: like a whole new faction that... I guess. I, I kind of headcanoned it where like she didn't take all the Dothraki with her and some were back at Dragon's Head or whatever it's called. I
1: think you... Guarding Dragon's Head. I think you put a little bit more thought into it than the I, writers did. I
0: mean, that's just me trying to justify something I, I don't yeah. care about anymore.
1: <laughs> and That's the sad thing is that at the end of the day, yeah, you just don't care about it. But, but it still hurts, though, because I've tried going back and watching old episodes of this and I actually can't bring myself to do that anymore because i know where that's all going like exactly
0: and that's why i can't recommend someone start the series no I was I, like if you want to watch it stop after season six yes like the first half of seasons like season seven is not terrible but it's gonna leave you wanting to know season eight season six is kind of also a series of cliffhangers but just stop just let it go
1: end it with the winds of winter yes um because yeah the thing is with the bells is that now, back to this one, is that we see that she takes out the army, like, completely one-sided. They surrender. Lannister army They surrenders. surrender.
0: The bells ring, and she's so pissed off that she doesn't get to destroy everyone she's that she right decides at the to Red destroy keep. everyone.
1: Looking right at the Red Keep, where Cersei Lannister is, the woman that she's been going after.
0: And if you want to go kill Cersei, go kill Cersei. Like, yeah. destroy that building. Mm-hmm. You don't have to kill every man, woman, and child in this city you fucking bitch. <laughs> I
1: mean, the thing is, is, like, if they wanted to try something where, like, I don't know if, if this is where the books are going. If they were going to try something where you have this character, Daenerys Targaryen, where, like, you're with her and everything like that with all the actions that she commits. And then throughout time, you see her, like, slowly turn into basically, like, this fascist overlord. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's inherently a bad idea. In fact, that could be really interesting. It could
0: have been done really well. Like that's—I think that's what Mm -hmm. most people, even defenders, are like. Yes, it happens very fast.
1: That's the problem. You (laughs) you
0: can't. That's the whole problem. Is that how fast it happens? Yeah. That's what betrays her entire characterization. Yes. But you can get from the benevolent breaker of chains to the Mad Queen. Mm -hmm. It just takes a lot of time. Yes. And I keep thinking of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. It's like Willow goes from awesome good witch to horrible season six villain yes but it takes three years it takes like 75 episodes Mm-mm. to make that believable one, the, <laughs> one that i
1: think about is a uh, breaking bad where you go from a mild mannered uh chemistry teacher yeah uh who's who's rather inadequate and he's also um on the throes of death to basically one of the most ruthless and feared kingpin <clears throat> yeah meth kingpin basically yeah uh, because he, he gradually yeah. he
0: gradually wants more and more. He gradually mm-hmm. wants to push it. He grad he. Well, the thing with uh, Walter White is he's all of that's in his character to begin with. Yes, it's mm-hmm. like he's he's always self-destructive. He's always mm-hmm. um, that kind of arrogant and pushing himself. And yes. once once he has nothing to live for, then he's just like the gates are open. Mm-hmm. And it's how far can I push this until I die horribly? Yes, exactly. But Daenerys. Was always a benevolent, level-headed, mm-hmm. powerful woman. And they just destroyed all of that in this one second.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it literally takes... It's, it's in the span of, like, less than less than a minute, basically. Yeah, you
0: see her change from this girl. And people cite other things that Daenerys has done. Like, oh, what about these uh, soldiers that she lit on fire? It's like, A, they're soldiers. B, she gives them an option. She doesn't give anyone in the city an option to, no. like, bend the knee. Exactly. She just wipes them all out. Mm-hmm. C, they're not fucking children. Like, she melts children. We don't yes. see it, but they that's what has to Chil- have happened. Children
1: and, yeah, children and uh, completely innocent women, too. And innocent men. And then, like uh, yeah, there are other episodes before. It's like, okay, well, what about whenever she burned um, the, the one witch at the end of season one? It's like, the witch killed her husband. Yeah. Deliberately deceived her and also was trying to kill her, too. Yeah. Um, she
0: was an enemy
1: yes yes
0: she was not an innocent woman she was actively trying to dismantle her reign and kill her yeah
1: exactly exactly so or that's the thing and um and the thing is like comparatively speaking like there are other characters who we follow like um i mean like jimmy lannister's done horrible things Uh, Arya stark you could argue has done like very actually who's to say that she couldn't have gone mad and become like a horrible murder woman who's to say absolutely so that's that, that's why like, i don't agree with any of that argument with the uh, with her like oh it was all like foreshadowed like it, that foreshadowing is not character development <laughs> especially when part of her character development she actively is trying to not be like her father yeah who wanted to burn them all
0: and and personally even if they had three more seasons to gradually turn her into the mad queen i would i would not be satisfied with that no it's like i i was team daenerys the whole way i wanted her on the iron throne i thought she would bring stability to this world and she just becomes the thing she was meant to destroy
1: exactly yes The thing is, like, if it were over the span of a few seasons, as long as it was developed in a way that was organic and made sense, and yet I would still be Team Daenerys all the way, and then at the end it causes me to question my own judgment, great. I I like watching things that cause me to question my own judgment, but at the end of the day, with this, what they were building up for, her being the breaker of the wheel... Mm-hmm. like that's what she wanted to do create a new form of democracy perhaps or at least is what i and some some new, like some new way of uh running things politically yeah
0: and i i would have been on board with her and john maybe not being together but be like co-ruling maybe mm-hmm. ruling alongside uh uh tyrian and other like intellectuals yes.
1: mm-hmm. kind
0: of like they do in the finale they have this like council yeah that will advise the king and appoint new kings, rather than being born mm-hmm. to the king. You know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like just do that. Yes. But have Daenerys and Jon mm-hmm. on that council, right? As right.
1: equals. Exactly. But, but
0: but they make Daenerys this power-hungry, petulant child of a character that ruins.
1: They make her to Cersei Lannister basically.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she was such a strong female. That's what breaks my heart. Is like she was such a role model for women.
1: Oh my God! I feel bad for all the women who name their kids Daenerys. So I know, crazy. right? Like they
0: were looking up to her. It's like yeah. she was, she was such an inspiration to so many people in the real world. Yes, and she was this icon of feminism. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nope, girl, like girls are dumb and they're temperamental and they can't be trusted with anything. Look, mm-hmm. this one's destroying a city with a dragon.
1: Yeah, cause she, cause she, she got her feelings hurt. This was
0: inevitable. She, women are so emotional.
1: It's so wrong it's, it's just wrong it's
0: infuriating yeah. the, uh tone deaf
1: oh it is a uh, tone deaf to the point where it's like do you guys have do you guys not have a clue like what this show means to people like what this show was actually standing for in the yeah. 21st century like that's Starting with Day's death, I was like, okay, this isn't good. <laughs> you,
0: you had the opportunity to transcend something yes. that was just like tits and blood and dragons mm-hmm. and magic to something that was actually important and something that was having an important discussion about the world we live in. And yes. you just fucking didn't do it. <laughs> well, it, it used
1: to stand out amongst other fantasy shows, and now it's just like every other fantasy show. Yeah. Just like it. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the worst of ways. But at least with the Bells, we got that stupid Klingame ball fight. <laughs> I mean, I, I, at one point, like, it turns to, like, you know, I'm someone who loves playing games like Mortal Kombat. That was, like, a great, like, Mortal Kombat type fight. Yeah. Um, a lot of
0: blood and piercing and Fucking weapon. die! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, by that point, it's like, well, at least we got our Klingame ball. Too bad the damage has been done. And I'm at the Yeah, point. by that
0: point, I was like, I don't fucking care about anything that's happening. Yeah. It's like, oh, is Arya going to kill Cersei? No, nope,
1: who cares? No, no, she's going to defy death, though. She's going to look at the face, the god of death, is constantly saying not today when she gets blown up, like, three times, when, like, debris falls on her.
0: That she's gonna ride a horse away for some reason.
1: Which the whole pale horse thing, like, was that just supposed to be like some cute metaphor, like behold a pale horse for inroad death? And I hell think it was. Them? I
0: think it was supposed to be like this metaphor for hope in an otherwise a met- a hope. De- destroyed world. Yeah. Or Was that just but like? I don't see how Arya has any hope for anything. I don't know. No, what, I don't know what it's supposed to do. I,
1: I thought that's what they was building up for, and now she's like, oh, I guess uh, I guess Westeros has an Uber. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah, the bell. I, th- I think
0: the horse based Uber we call Wilbur.
1: Wilbur. There we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, the bells, I mean, for me at least, I know with a lot of people, uh, even those like who are fans of the books, they've had issues with this series for quite some time, probably since like post season four. I, I
0: can see why anyone would see. have problems with this series. I could see. Like, so. it, it's needlessly vulgar, it's needlessly gratuitously mm-hmm. sexual, it's gratuitously violent, but it, it's always been kind of a guilty pleasure for me. And once you. Get to know these characters, mm-hmm. and they do some interesting things, and you get into the politics of it all. Yeah, it, there's some real merit to it. Mm-hmm. And then this,
1: and then this, the, and then this, and we, I was we, like, we nope, go, don't bother. That's the thing. We go from a show that ex- that explores a world that is inherently misogynistic, which is you know not too far from the world that we live in. Yeah,
0: and that's an important discussion to have. Yes, but you cannot glorify misogyny by ruining all of your female characters you can
1: have a frank discussion about misogyny without glorifying it yes exactly look at look at mad max fury road for instance yes exactly that's a a great example uh and that and that movie makes no bones about what it is like it embraces the fact that it's a popcorn film first and foremost Mm -hmm. but that just happens to have something that's more poetic but it has
0: yeah has such a great conversation about feminism
1: yes exactly and And this
0: and this could have had a great conversation. even i even defended like the rape of Sansa Sansa. yeah I was like if you ignore that Mm -hmm. isn't that more problematic like these things happen in the world we live in and we have Mm -hmm. to talk about it we have to be we even though it's super uncomfortable we we have to have a discussion about rape and so game of thrones did that and i think uh, it was later explained to me that it was like what some people objected to was that it made theon seem like the victim in the scene the, the way, the it's, way shot. it's photographed and i was like yeah, I, okay i, I get that. that i totally get that yeah. i i heard people just objecting to sansa was raped mm-hmm. and i was like we need to have these discussions it's uncomfortable, but this happens to women every day.
1: Exactly, and I feel like if this, if the, if that scene in particular focused on Sansa's face, and then it ended on that, and and not on Theon's, like you could show Theon's reaction, but the most important part in that scene there is the the look on the face of the victim or the survivor. Right, that's what's most important. Well, speaking of victims and survivors, uh, the Iron Throne. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll jump into that after the aftermath of the what I thought was the show the episode that jumped the shark. I
0: almost did not watch The Iron Throne. I almost did not watch. We the were finale. having that
1: discussion about. I that. was like,
0: I don't care. I don't care to see how it ends after that.
1: And I think I said to you, "Is like I'm gonna go because you know, although it's gonna be like going to a funeral, it's you got to go anyway." I know. It's I gonna like, suck.
0: I have to watch it. Like I'd rather watch it firsthand than hear the reviews of it and hear people talking about it i guess
1: exactly yeah so, so
0: and i have the free hbo week so i'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. but jesus
1: so so yeah so the iron throne um. which is
0: the lowest rated episode of the season yes on imdb mm-hmm. by quite a bit actually
1: yeah, and also I think it's the the lowest rated episode uh, critically too. It, according mi- to it might be the
0: lowest rated episode of the series. Uh, if it's yes the lowest that's... episode of the worst season.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely is the lowest rated episode. And uh, before this season, the lowest rated episode, like critically and audience wise, was. Um, the episode where Sansa is married to Ramsay Bolton. That would make sense. Which does make sense. Which
0: you you could argue that it's supposed to have that horrible, visceral reaction from the audience. It's, mm-hmm. it's meant to make you uncomfortable. But people don't like that and they'll rate that lower. Yes. They don't like being affected in bad ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's but it's impressive. It's oh, impressive that anything can elicit any strong emotion like that. Yeah. Now, so, but it's completely reasonable that that would be the lowest rated.
1: Instead of this one which is just uh I hate this because this is so poorly written.
0: <laughs> and oh god, and Daenerys comes out first thing is like, "We have liberated King's Landing." I'm like, you're fucking insane! Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking she, she about. Comes
1: out with the with the dragon wings behind her and everything like that. A yeah. lot of cool shots. So, oh, oh absolutely. I love I
0: love Tyrion walking through the ruined city and mm-hmm. with ash falling like snow. Yeah, I mean, kud- I love him finding his brother and sister in each other's arms under the rubble and mm-hmm. breaking down. It's like there's some really good stuff in this. I mean,
1: kudos, 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 kudos to the art department. Yep, sets, costumes. Peter makeup. Dinklage
0: has always given it his all.
1: Peter Dinklage and in the in the rest. Of the cast i think amelia clark was great amelia this.
0: clark gives a great performance with yes, what she's given with
1: what she's given i mean the thing is when we're talking about this particular season the only two people that we're basically going after when it comes to the quality of it are the show's creators david benioff and db weiss because basically because the thing is uh, joe from what i understand is that uh hbo basically gave them carte blanche to make as many seasons as they wanted yes in fact hbo i believe encouraged them to make more seasons than eight
0: yeah hbo wanted more seasons this is a mm-hmm. cat is a huge cash cow for hbo absolutely they wanted as many seasons they could get and mm-hmm. but they left it up to the showrunners for some reason i'm not sure what the deal was there yeah but they the showrunners wanted to end it in eight short seasons or seven seasons and break up the last season So that they could go
1: on and do other things. So they can go on and do a Star Wars trilogy. So they could go make Star Wars. Which Which
0: I'm not excited about now.
1: No, I'm not either. Like, The Rise of Skywalker, I'll go see that. I'll go see it with my dad.
0: I I think the trailer for Rise of Skywalker is good. I don't trust J.J. Abrams to make a good Star Wars movie. Or another good Star Wars movie.
1: But... I mean, I I think The Rise of Skywalker, I I think it's fitting that the word rises in the title that because um, it makes me think of The Dark Knight Rises and how compromised of a film it was because what do we have with Dark Knight Rises? Heath Ledger died, now what do you do? And in this one, oh shit, Carrie Fisher's dead. What do you do? Fuck, what do we do? (laughs) So I'm going in with those kind of expectations. And I'll tell you something, watching this season, like, I actually, because I I do have very mixed opinions about uh, The Dark Knight Rises as a whole. Um, Oh, I
0: think it's trash. I think that is a bad movie.
1: I, mean, I I I wouldn't go as far as to say that I think it's a bad movie, but I would not call it a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I have a new appreciation. It's like for a, that film. it's
0: like a Batman Forever. Level movie. <laughs>
1: oh man, <laughs> I don't know if I would compare anything in that movie to Tommy Lee Jones's performance as Two Face. I love Tommy Lee Jones as an actor. I-, I
0: feel like the structure of Dark Knight Rises is the Tommy Lee Jones performance. <laughs> Actually, you want to talk about
1: the thing is? I think it's funny we're talking about this because uh, I think like uh, this last season Game of Thrones, Dark Knight Rises is a film that I do feel like is a little rushed. I feel like that could have been like a two part movie, and I would have well, been totally fine with it. Well,
0: famously, Christopher Nolan didn't want to make it after Heath Ledger died and they made him make it. Yeah, so. Those contractual and, obligations. And that's, and that's why it's... I think really bad is you can feel how much he did not want to make that movie yeah
1: it's it's those contractual obligations man they'll get to you
0: they'll get you every time so. so yeah it's like I don't know why these showrunners were not willing to give the helm to someone else I know. have someone I, else take over they it, can go make Star Wars movies and someone if else if can do
1: I wonder if it's like an ego thing it's like we. it are could the, totally be an ego we, thing we are the the helmers of the show if like if we want to, to do
0: a psychoanalytical reading of Game of Thrones and mm. as a as a reflection of the show Runners mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally buy into ego trips.
1: That's, that's what I think. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm suspecting here. Because uh, the thing is with the Iron Throne, like a lot of the, that entire episode, like although I wasn't as angry by it as I was by the Bells, it was a big heaping pile of I don't care.
0: Yeah, it was like this is probably the best I could have hoped for after the Bells. Mm, I mean, I but, like
1: I like the shot of Drogon coming out of the ash whenever John's going up to uh, uh, the Red Keep into yeah. the Iron Throne. Also. Why wasn't Grey Worm like being the bodyguard for Daenerys during that scene? Like, because I would have loved to have seen John and Grey Worm fight.
0: I think uh, I think that he just didn't see John as a threat. I
1: mean, I was like, why he, he didn't... he's
0: got he's got carte blanche. He gets to he gets to fuck the queen. He can have a private moment with her.
1: Yeah, okay, well, so of course, like, then again, I don't know if Grey Worm really has much of a character anymore. Like once once he starts killing the surrendered Lannister army, I was like, okay, you don't have a character anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's done.
1: You're 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 just mindless. You're just mindless jobber.
0: And I can I can hear in my head people defending. I was like, yeah, once his once his love dies, he's he's not a human anymore. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> You you know they you know they've done that in like every superhero movie and it never works, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not every superhero movie like, but mm-hmm. bef- before like 15 years ago, it felt yeah. like everyone we were motivated by the damsel in distress or the victimized mm-hmm. whoever. You my know.
1: parents died. I was
0: like, why do we need that mm-hmm. mo- to motivate the hero? Shouldn't the hero just be a hero?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, my God. So yeah, so they have the scene in uh, the, the Iron Throne room where um, Daenerys is you know, talking crazy and uh, John's still like, you're my queen. But now he means it in a different way because he's like, I got to do this. Yeah. And now I got a killer. I have to save you from yourself. I have to save you from yourself, which and that scene is like, there's so many like weird, creepy things about it. Like, I think just like coming from like a domestic violence standpoint, because uh, I feel like that there are going to be a lot of fucked up dudes out there or just like fucked up individuals who see themselves as a victim when they are, by all intents and purposes, the perpetrator. Yeah. That are going to use something like that as a way to justify their own acts. Like, see what you made me do type of thing. Yep. And of course, and this is also coming off the fact that this is a completely unearned trajectory for Daenerys as a character, uh, because everything that's been built up towards, and then she ends up becoming uh, Adolf Targaryen. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call her now, because she's not Daenerys Targaryen. Targaryen. That's she's good. not. Ad- she's not Daenerys Targaryen. I don't know who that was. So yeah. She she gets stabbed. Um, it's it's she gets stabbed while she's mid kiss, which yeah. is also creepy. She's
0: making out with John.
1: Yeah, that's also really really creepy. And then um, Drogon comes in. Uh, he's sad, uh, and then he burns the Iron Throne, which I thought that was what they were gonna do to begin with, was just go burn that damn throne. Uh, but they wait until after all is said and done, and then the throne melts and then he flies off and then for some reason I guess John's that kind of an idiot where he admits what he did like
0: I'm not sure I, I'm i not sure I guess he, he must have admitted
1: what he, he did must have admitted he because, must have gone to Grey and
0: was like hey I killed the queen and Drogon took her away
1: because Drogon took away the evidence took yeah. away the dead body and the evidence yeah. that's in her chest <laughs>
0: someone put there, there, I will say this for the Iron Throne it's generated some of my favorite memes of the entire series yes 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 um, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> all this is now is someone movies. took the, the, like they put because the, at some point Kit Harrington was on Conan or something and mm-hmm. he dressed up as Daenerys Targaryen yeah and someone is like my queen so, I heard a I heard a problem I saw the dragon flying away what's wrong and then it's John and the dress up as Daenerys was like mm, nothing <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything.
1: <laughs> that would have been great if he did that <laughs> if, in the show,
0: or if he put on her face. Yes, there you <laughs> or go. Had, or had Sansa put on her face. Or Ar- Arya, yeah. Or Arya, Arya put yes. on her face. Why do yeah. I keep getting that mixed up? Arya could wear the face of uh, Daenerys and yes. be queen.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. Sure. Again, she could have done that thing that she spent two seasons doing, which is go to the House of Black and White yep. under Jack and Hagar and become a faceless become a faceless woman. Nope. You know? And then, and then this the super delegate council gets together uh and they and for some reason they listen to this uh war prisoner Tyrion Lannister.
0: Yeah, they like give him full floor. <laughs> they give him yeah, the floor. They give him the floor
1: <laughs> after he's made so many dumb to, like the guy who used to be the smartest person in the whole show. He didn't
0: really do anything except quit.
1: He didn't do anything except like, quit, yeah. So
0: it was like Daenerys's last act to have him imprisoned? Yeah. But
1: why <laughs> i know i know it's it's, it's like, just
0: because she's an, an insane little girl
1: now exactly
0: yeah um so he's he gets he gets <clears throat> to make his case and mm-hmm. he winds up making the case that uh brand, brand should be should king, be king. <laughs> <laughs> for some stupid reason
1: <laughs> what well, he's
0: like our stories define us and no one's had a better story than brand the broken brand the broken <laughs> I was like, I've been watching the story. Brand the Broken does not have the best story.
1: Also, Tyrion Brand the Broken, jeez, dude.
0: That nickname's gonna stick, sir. Yeah,
1: it's like Brand the Broken. My God, dude. That's a little tone deaf coming from a midget. It's exactly. Exa- <laughs> oh God, dude.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, an
1: imp. It's like it's like uh, it's like if we it's it's, it's like if you say it's like, hey, we're gonna make a gray worm king. We're gonna gray worm the dickless. <laughs> it's Like, get it because you don't have a dick. Yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna that's very nice, Tyrion. It, it's bad enough that you brought all the innocent people down to the crypt whenever the White Walkers were attacking, even though you know what the White Walkers could do. And yet, even uh, Peter Dinklage uh, said in interviews like he brings them all down into the crypt. No one thought that he should not bring all the women and children down in the crypt with all the dead people. So. <laughs> And he goes, Tyrion. He's smart, but he's not that smart. <laughs> I I
0: assumed I, I was giving the show too much credit. I was like, yeah, but it makes sense because they've been dead for forever. They can't raise mm-hmm. something that's been dead that long, right? No, he and, can. No problem. He can. It's like, yeah.
1: oh man, you guys. It's
0: like, how are they? How do they have like the muscle and? ligaments to prop up themselves and attack people.
1: Same reason why, you know, over at uh King's Landing, because she didn't get her elephants, uh, she was only able to get two <laughs> scorpions and then all of a sudden there's scorpions everywhere that shoot down the yeah, well, dragon But she got
0: a refund on the elephants. She did and, get a refund. And then on the she elephants. was able to buy fifty scorpions. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually
1: glad we did not get elephants because I did not want to see any of them get roasted. Oh, that that yeah. would have made me really... It was, I mean, I was already sad at that point. That would have just been like, okay, this is just cruel. <laughs> so yeah, they decided that uh, Bran is going to be king. And then... Um, why?
0: Can you can you answer me why Sam is on this council? Um, oh, I guess because he's the new Grand Maester. Because he's
1: the new Grand Maester, yeah. And then you have Yara, uh, who represents uh, the Ironborn. Although I guess the Ironborn aren't allowed to claim their independence anymore. But the North can. And they don't question it.
0: I, I guess the Ironborn could claim independence. They just choose. I feel like I feel like all of the Seven Kingdoms could, but they all yeah. feel like, okay, we've, White. we've put all this behind us. We've worked yeah. for this. Bran is king. I'm okay with that.
1: Which is which is weird because, like, she comes out right at the gate in that scene. In that scene, she's right out of the gate. She's, like, really, like, pissed that Daenerys is dead and everything like that. Yeah, because
0: really. she, last last we knew, she was still loyal mm-hmm. to her. It's like, you didn't see all the shit she did for the last four episodes. Like, she's like,
1: shut up. <laughs> chill. And then, um... The, the Veils show up, uh, and they're they're basically just to laugh at the notion of democracy, which I was like, okay, you guys... like Same
0: same little kid from same little season kid. one.
1: Same little kid who had been suckling on his mother's teat until he was about 12 years old. Got
0: super handsome.
1: Then he did it, yeah. He he, he grew up. Oh, my God, he did. He, he is dreamy. Good looking fella. Yeah. But... um,
0: I didn't recognize him. Someone pointed out online, I was like, that's the same kid? The Holy same shit. Kid. That's
1: the same guy, yeah. But yeah, that's the thing, and I think it was... Funny to see the Veil laughing at the notion of democracy. It's like <laughs> that's
0: another you? that's another great meme. Yeah, <laughs> it's like another... Sam tries to invent democracy and everyone laughs.
1: Yes. <laughs> and also, I just couldn't help with things like, wait, you guys from the Veil, aren't you the guys who's complicit in once having a queen that uh, is a conspirator towards uh, kicking off the war of the Five gangs How dare you laugh at Sam? How dare you? You don't laugh at Sam now. You laugh at him later when he brings out the book called A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> laugh at him then. <laughs> laugh at him then. Or roll your eyes so far in the back of your head, you need a you need a priest, which is what I did when that when he pulls that book out. Oh god, that was an epic facepalm. Song of Ice and Fire. Like it doesn't
0: even make sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't at all. And the thing is, is like because Grey Worm and the Unsullied, they want Jon Snow dead because they can't get that. They want him to be exiled to back to the Wall where he started off this whole show.
0: <laughs> and which Jon has what I w- he has the line of what I was thinking like, there's still a Night's Watch. There's
1: still a night. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because the wall got nuked uh, by... Uh,
0: the wall was nuked and the the thing that the wall was there to protect
1: us from is gone. Yeah, it's like, they don't need a Night's Watch there's
0: anymore. No, there's no reason for a Night's Watch.
1: There's no purpose to it.
0: So and the Protect thing us is, from wildlings? They're our allies now. They helped us in the
1: war. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, is like, so they, they want him to be exiled there, but then the Unsullied leave to go like thousands of miles away, back to... I think
0: they go back to where they originally came from. Back to where they, they originally came from. Yeah.
1: Thousands of miles away. What they should have done was Okay, is, is, is that asshole Grey Worm gone?
0: John, you can stay.
1: You can stay? We have no problem with you. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the next scene, they open up, like, uh, these barrels. And like, they just... Bran
0: is king, and he goes along with yeah. John being banished. Why? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And so then the next scene, they all have a party, and they and they, and they dress Bran up to, in humiliating ways, because he's just a three-eyed raven, who apparently doesn't want anything anymore. But then he later says, why do you think I came all this way? Yeah. It's like, it's which like, is what, it?
0: If we chose you, would you accept it? Why do you think I came all this way?
1: why it's like but why do you want to be king it's like you know you said you didn't even want to rule over a kingdom
0: you, you said that you have no earthly desires or whatever he, you're not even brand anymore
1: he would be a better master of whispers than he would be king
0: that would have been a, i would have gotten on board with that mm-hmm. i would have been okay with this like council running everything and we still have like the hand and the brand and mm-hmm. the master of whispers and the master of coin. Yeah, which making Braun the master of coin is fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah, because even says at one point he's like he doesn't really understand economics. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, make him the master of coin.
0: <laughs> Sam gets to be grand master because he read a couple of books.
1: Okay, cool. <sighs> Huzzah! So uh, Tyrion is still Hand of the King, which uh, I, I I would probably would have given the. Uh, his tracker in his, his record is hand of the king is mixed at best
0: yeah he's not a great
1: wartime hand of the no, king he's not but
0: you can't deny his intelligence i feel like now that there is no war he'd probably be fine at it
1: exactly and then uh you have a brianna Tarth there um and all right, she and she's does,
0: like the commander of the armies I think now. commander of the
1: armies yeah. yeah and and then before that all she does is so uh, she fills up uh, jamie's page in the book <laughs> which that scene in and of itself is fine it's just that uh, Unfortunately,
0: it would have been fine for me if they hadn't hooked up and done the whole. Like, yeah,
1: if, they, if if everything that happened between all that all, all that crap didn't happen, basically, yeah. that scene would have been great because the scene of itself would be better in a much better written show. <sighs> oh my god! So and then. Arya decides she's going to go west of Westeros.
0: (laughs) Yep, she's going to go to Uncharted Waters and see what's out there.
1: She's going to conquer America.
0: Sansa needs to... She's (laughs) going to go to find America. Yeah. Sansa needs to become Queen of the North for some reason, even though her brother is King of Westeros, and that Mm -hmm. seems like a very
1: favorable alliance. So so now the Starks rule everything. Makes her,
0: again, a kind of selfish, weird female character that they... Mm -hmm never really developed and didn't do anything yeah, with in the it, end
1: Yeah, exactly because you had, you had a character at first who started like, like you know wanting you know like the the prince charming type of you know fairy tale happily ever after type of ending and then she later finds that the person that she finds to be her prince charming is selfish and stupid and sadistic uh he's so you see like a tom green from Freddy got fingered is <laughs> would be better compared to joffrey as a king yeah <laughs> Even if Tom Green, all of you do it as a king. Well, just Tom go,
0: Green. Well, uh, what's his name? Gord. In, yeah. Well, Gord isn't a, a warmonger. No, no, Gord's not <laughs> a, a murderer. murderer.
1: No, he just no, he just wants to uh, do his zebras in America drawing. going, it's my. Home! <laughs> <laughs> just imagine imagine one of us he gets married to uh, oh god what's her name a Marjorie Tyrell <laughs> he goes on stage and just all of a sudden uh, uh, starts whacking off an elephant or something like that <laughs> I was
0: told there'd be elephants
1: <laughs> <laughs> look at me Marjorie I'm a farmer <laughs> okay so uh, yeah and then John goes back to the north the uh, north of uh, uh, Winterfell to be with the Night's Watch because there's a night Watch apparently, and then they go back into the woods where it all started because we started in the woods with the White Walker, uh, and then the show ends. Yeah, oh god, I'm exhausted, dude, just talking about this. Uh,
0: it's like I've it's like I just rewatched all six episodes. <laughs> it is like we rewatched all six
1: episodes, and it's funny. Like after watching those episodes, I went back and yeah, I went back and watched clips of. The old, of the old guard, the old seasons, basically. That first season is just so wonderful. Like, yeah. it's like I always call it like almost like near, perf- like a near perfect season.
0: I-, I watched the first season when it came out. And mm-hmm. it was like, enough for me to start the second season. And then I started the second season and just kind of trailed off. Second season's...
1: Uh, but the third season... And then season... I didn't
0: I didn't catch back up until like season five was done.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the, season six
0: was about to start.
1: The third season is another one that's one of my favorites. Because uh, that's the one that has the infamous Red Wedding. Yeah. Um, that's whenever Jamie Lannister, who at one point says in episode five of season eight, The Bells, that he didn't really much care for the people, innocent or otherwise. is like, okay, dude, then why'd you kill the Mad King? He didn't care about them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to. Does just, his family put him up to it? I guess.
1: Yeah, we're gonna ignore that scene with him in the bathtub with Brienne after he's you know he's holding up his stump that used to be his uh, right hand, talking about if you listen, if if uh, saying like uh, Brienne, if your precious Renly ordered you to kill your own father and watches watches your king burn millions, of thousands of innocent people, would you have kept your oath then? Basically, right, right, right. It's like yeah, that's. Great, great character development for Jamie. That's all thrown out the window, and God, that's the problem. I can't watch those old seasons now
0: because you know what it's leading to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, it's hard. Yeah, and in terms of my prognosis, Doctor, yes, because um,
0: uh, we have this we have this horrib- horribly mutilated corpse in front of us. Yes, what's uh, what's the cause of death?
1: Uh, cause of death is a rushing of just rushing of things just to get it over with, so I can move on to a different project. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think the cause of death is. As, is. as
0: Shakespeare famously said, "They stumble who run fast." Mm-hmm. So clearly, this tripped over a, a root and cracked its head open. <laughs>
1: oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Not only did it crack its head open, but as people were trying to go and uh, check to see if he was okay, they actually stepped on his head again. Yeah, that it was. and it was. Yeah, looked like uh, Oberyn Martell, the crushed enemy, by but...
0: a stampede of oxen and yeah. lit on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! Exactly. Yeah.
1: So that's the thing. Is like at the end of the day, despite the wonderful production values that have gone to this, like, and I can't imagine like how much money, how much time, how much stress it was on the crew and on the cast to to get this thing mm-hmm. up on the ground. At the end of the day, despite all the wonderful hard work of everybody involved in the show, at the end of the day, because David Bedioff and DB Weiss wanted to get this over with so they can make their Star Wars trilogy, you have what used to be a great show is now reduced to a show that's just like everything else uh and i think is a master class in terms of how not how not to pay off what you have had set up yeah
0: and mm-hmm. again it like we talked about it's just subverting expectation for no reason yep
1: yeah. when the thing is like subverting expectations is not a bad thing as long as it's.
0: It can be done well. It can be done very. Like go back to Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Subverts expectations. I love
1: it. Another example is, I mean, uh, the uh, the Red Wedding, for instance. Like yeah. I was not expecting that exactly. to happen, but, but it
0: makes sense.
1: It all makes sense. It all, all made
0: sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, the Starks believe they're good. They believe they've mm-hmm. successfully formed this union. Yes. This uh, alliance, and the old guy. I can't remember the actor's name or the character's name. He it was like, no, we're not good. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the thing is like uh, when it comes to the how the show uses separate expectations, it's, it's like we were talking about before. It's it's something that I should have seen coming at the end of the day. Like uh, another example of No Country for Old Men, like Luella Moss's character gets killed uh, off screen by the uh, by the cartel. Yeah at the time I saw it shocking looking back on it no I should have seen that coming
0: and I think that's really the key with a good twist is like yeah that makes sense I Mm should I should have seen it coming but there was really no way to see it coming
1: but the fact that it did get me and I'm and I'm still hooked is is what is what made me love in the first place and now it's a dumpster fire (laughs) so so Dr. Joe how how does it feel to have lived long enough to see your favorite franchises go down in flames (laughs) it feels good
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's this it's dexter it's, yeah I've probably met your mother to a point
1: i've heard comparisons to dexter and lost and uh where does game of thrones rank for you in terms of uh, disappointing finales uh
0: better than lost mm-hmm. probably like the actual finale is better than the finale of dexter but the last season overall is worse than the last season of dexter
1: mm-hmm. wow yeah i hear with dexter it's like it's the same thing it's like you can stop with the penultimate season so i hear yeah that show.
0: I guess there's some interesting stuff in season seven of Dexter. You could probably stop with season six. I like season six with uh, Colin Hanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a cool season, but it does end on a cliffhanger, so you might want to watch season seven, okay, which okay. I'm sure also ends on a cliffhanger, but don't bother. There you go. There <laughs> it's been a go. while since I've watched Dexter. I, I remember liking it so. a lot, except for the last season's a mess, and mm-hmm. the finale's an absolute train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bells of Dexter.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because the Bells, that for me was when the show jumped the shark. I know for a lot of people it was um, the long night whenever Arya killed the Night King. I-, I thought that was laughable.
0: I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was boring, but okay, mm-hmm. let's see where we're going. But yeah, yeah.
1: It did not make me go, okay, at this point I officially have stopped caring about anything that happens in the show. If they did
0: something as terrible as the Bells in the last night, I was like, I have to watch three more episodes of this.
1: At the, I, probably, I could
0: barely bring myself to watch one episode after the Bells, let
1: alone yeah, three more. I probably would have bowed out after that so
0: um well why don't we do some plugs and recommendations sure is sure. anything you want to plug anything going on
1: yes uh i'm actually uh, gonna be picking up shooting a mollus really soon uh this is my short film uh that's uh and you can also find that on facebook under mollus movie we're also on instagram at mollus movie uh you can also find me on uh instagram as a as a t pistorius uh, you can also find you can also follow uh my cohort and i uh boogaloo ojeda at vital indie media where we have uh Political comedy album called Donald Trump, a very White House con job that's uh, being released on Bandcamp. And um, we also have a few other things in the works, like uh, our card game, uh, which uh, we'll, we'll disclose more of once we get more things developed with it. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's basically it.
0: Nice. Um, I, I started using my Instagram, but I can't remember what my handle is. It's like Joe 84 Oh, nice. And really, I only use it, I occasionally post things of my dog. Mm-hmm. But if you want, if you want lots of pictures of my dog, you follow my wife. Uh, oh, basically, basically, River has her own Instagram account, and it's my wife's account. It's like River Roo and Amanda.
1: Nice, nice. With
0: like dots between the words. Mm-hmm. So she posts a ton of great pictures. Our, our dog is gorgeous and a lot of fun. Yes, and she gets a lot of followers and stuff too. Just <laughs> just by devoting her Instagram to River. <laughs>
1: she's, well, she's about to get another one from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my Instagram, I've just been like taking pictures of the new Funko Pops I get in. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, <laughs> and, and yeah. Posting those because I've gotten a lot of cool ones lately. <laughs> I completed my, my Ghostbusters set, which I didn't think I, did I was going to be able that. to do because you post that, yeah. they, they stopped making Egon and now they got a new run of all the Ghostbusters. So I got the new run except for Peter, which I already had. Yes. I already had a Venkman and the new Venkman looks very similar. So mm-hmm. I just got the other three.
1: It was good that you were able to get Egon. Especially yeah. since given that uh, Harold Ramus is sadly no longer with us. Yep.
0: I got Egon. The Ray one is really cool because he's like holding a Ghostbuster trap. He's got the goggles on.
1: Mm-hmm. The Typical Ray.
0: Yep. Typical Ray. Classic Ray. I got uh some new Avatar the Last Airbender pops. I got some new Ooh, Spider-Man. yes. I, I pretty much just use it for that if if anything.
1: She <laughs> Avatar the Last Airbender. There's a show I, I started watching. I'm going to I'm going to keep watching that Get one. get back into it. I'm get if back if into you that. if
0: you fell off like it's so fucking good. Cuz yeah. I
1: remember liking that first season a great deal. Yeah, um, and it just gets better. I think I'll watch that now that we've we have uh, vomited out everything we've had to the, say uh, about the
0: The sequel series is also very good.
1: Oh, okay. Legend of Korra. Uh, Legend of Korra is very... Cool, I, cool. I
0: never finished that one. Mm-hmm. And it's like five seasons of that. I watched, I think, the first three. Mm-hmm. Very good. I just... I never really had the means to finish it. I need to buy it digitally or something. Gotcha. So I guess I can recommend that. I was also going to recommend... I, I can't remember if I've recommended it on the air. Maybe for a Patreon exclusive. Speaking of Maisie Williams, mm-hmm. she just did a Netflix movie called Then Came You. Then came you. It's like a it's a rom com with her and Aza Butterfield. Oh, cool. But it's not a romance between them. Mm-hmm. They're they're friends, and they have their own separate things going on. She has cancer, he's a hypochondriac, and they bond over her, like, bucket list. Oh, okay. And she's super charming and hilarious in it, and Aza Butterfield isn't terrible in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually don't like Aza Butterfield <laughs> as an actor. I've
1: only seen him in uh, Hugo, and I like that movie. But Hugh-
0: that... Hugo, I'm not a fan of. Uh, mm-hmm. Ender's Game, I'm not a fan of. I did not
1: see Ender's Game.
0: Uh, he's just so wooden and stiff. But mm-hmm. he's, he's pretty good in this. I just every time I see him, I was like, someone wanted that to be Spider Man. Someone it was, it was like him or Tom Holland, and they're like,
1: well, oh, let's go with Tom Holland. Well, good,
0: good call, good pick. Oh yeah, well, Tom Holland, <laughs> like,
1: Tom Holland, I think is like the best Spider Man we've, I think we've ever had.
0: He's he's great. I am excited for Far From Home coming out. I gotta get my tickets for that. Oh yes, I think tickets are on sale.
1: Yeah, especially since my man Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, Mysterio.
0: That's a good call. It's a good casting <laughs> yes. choice. Um, so follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. WordSaladRadio. Radio. You can join our Facebook group the word salad radio heads uh you can contribute to our patreon page patreon.com slash word salad because patrons get like twice as many episodes like yes yes it's like especially over the summer i've just been putting out tons of stuff like that'll that'll slim out <laughs> over yeah. the school year but i i hope to stay on top of it and have at least a couple of things per month
1: <laughs> you could also hear a little bit more of my voice if you become a patron as well because i'm a co-host of a cinema that's with, right uh, yeah with a cadaver dad jeff murnum yeah uh,
0: occasionally he does episodes with uh, ken if you're not available no, exactly
1: but. yeah actually yeah, speaking of which uh, i've got to hit up jeff uh, to see if we can get jeff Ken, and i together in the same room to Ooh, do an episode that would be fun yes yes actually i don't even know if we'd be able to make that a patreon exclusive we have to like probably make that a, a one that we could do for the public because that should be fun
0: i mean i so, think i mean I, that jeff would be up to it. you guys I th- I, i'll talk with jeff about it that's i, I talked to jeff for. about doing Cinemuck on word salad radio and he was like no i want to keep it an exclusive I'm like okay that's fine too Mm-hmm. So, he, yeah, he you might be do, up for it just to kind we, of we'll publicize.
1: you will see. I mean, I can understand if the answer is no cuz so far like the only uh, ones that have not been Patreon exclusive have been uh, the Christmas episodes, which I think make total sense. It, it was
0: on Patreon but it was free. Yeah, it was free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah, we did we did a few Patreon exclusives that were free over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Just just to give people we did a high five and we did a loose cannons and we you guys did a cinema. Mm-hmm. And there was a fourth thing over Christmas that I can't remember yes. what it was now. That's oh, a right. list of shame. We did a list of shame.
1: That's right, that's for right. For free. mm mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh man! Well, I'll say this: talking about this was not nearly as fun as talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh my
0: god! <laughs> Blockbuster autopsy is serious work. We it, got
1: to it is... get into what went horribly wrong here. Well, especially when you're talking about a, a once great television. show I
0: know, especially when you're talking about the death of a loved one. Yeah, it is <laughs> the yeah. horrible, gruesome death of a loved one, which I think is very Game of Thrones. I think yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I appreciate you coming
1: on. Thank you for having me. This is fun.
0: I'm excited that uh, you're you have a setup. Where you can record, so we'll we'll have you on more frequently yes, now. Exactly.
1: Which is always great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting some more in there.
0: I got like another month and a half as of recording this before I have to head back to Nevada, but we can always record remotely. Yes, we can. We can get more of that sultry voice that I love so much.
1: Ooh, you're very welcome, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. And you have yourselves a good one. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh shit. Are you oh ready shit. for this? Oh
0: shit Oh okay. Hold up. Hold up. when I come to the club step aside oh, shit. Pop the seats don't be behind me in the line oh, shit. VIP cuz you know I got to shine oh, shit. I'm Fergie fur, Ferg, give me love you long time Oh shit